The possibility of death sort of narrows your perspective. I've got my billions. I want the one thing that money technically can't buy. You know, our behavior is really a function of our mindset. You have a thought in your mind about when you're going to die, and if you change the date, all the other ideas change too. They take bigger risks and they do more things without feeling fear. You're giving yourself permission to do a lot more in your life and not feel like you're running out of time. This is actually the technology that has more than surpassed predictions. Hi everybody, this is Dan Sullivan and I'm here with my great friend and our endless chat, uh, chatting partner, Mike Koenigs, and this is the next episode of Capability Amplifier. Okay, coming to you from idyllic Southern California and frigid Toronto, Canada. Okay. Another perfect and, day in uh, paradise, Dan. Yeah. Uh, Mike, I've just uh, launched uh, a new uh, internal program to Strategic Coach, and, uh, and it's I've done this because something very unique has happened in the world over the last two or three years, uh, and it allowed us to take something that's been in coach forever. In 1993 is when this uh, thinking tool went into strategic coach, and it's called the Lifetime Extender. And uh, just to do it in 15 seconds here, you ask somebody at what age they're going to die, they put down a number, and then you ask them all sorts of questions about the year before they thought they would die physically, mentally, financially, relationship, satisfaction with their life. And they are, in their own mind, going to be so extraordinarily healthy and vibrant the year before they said they would actually die. I say, well, if you were that way, would you die the next year? And they say, no. So if you were that way the year before you said you were going to die, when would you actually die? And on average, they move it around 15 years or 20 years, okay? And we've had that as the first hour of the program for, you know, going on 30 years. And, uh, and it's a great thought process, and it actually uh, uh, it stays with people. And the reason is, and this is just a, <clears throat> you know, it's a theory on my part, but I believe that uh, there is a number that people have in their mind that they've picked up from their parents or actuarial tables or mortality, you know, and they, uh, so uh, I don't know, you can speak for yourself because you did the, you did the exercise as a member of Strategic Coach. But uh, so that's my, uh, and so what I've decided now is to have a full-fledged program, but only for people who are in Strategic Coach because they're the ones who've been living with this extended age thought sometimes for, you know, 25 years, they've been thinking, uh, living with this thought and, uh, um, you know, it'll sell out in no time. We, we're going to do it on zoom and it'll be, uh, you know, it'll be, um, uh, four hours every two months. And, uh, but the reason why I'm going to tell you uh, now, the reason why, I've suddenly gotten the idea after 27 years of turning this into a consistent ongoing program 
But what before we do, what was your own response to the Lifetime Extender when you first did it? And, and you know, you've been with it for, you know, 15 years or whatever the number of years since you first did the exercise. So what's it done? Uh, you know, what's it done for your thinking? Okay, I have a few thoughts and a couple comments because both of us are cancer survivors. So after you go through a cancer no, experience, no, yeah, we're we're cancer cancer, cancer free experience cancer experiencers <laughs> cancer we, experiences. We have, I like that. Yeah, yeah that's we've better. done a lot of different <laughs> things in our life, but we had never done cancer. And you know, they say I've heard things about this. Yeah, but it's just here. It's just hearsay. I just want to have firsthand experience here. Right, right. <laughs> so there's the pre and post experience. All right. So before I think what I did, uh, I'm going to tell you how this changed how I think in addition to telling you the number, because I think the two are equally important. So I think at first I said 135. Okay. Because when, when we have the good fortune of being around a lot of people who are all about longevity and extending lifetimes, I remember the first time I even heard it and you said, I'm going to live to be 156. I'm like, crazy old man. You know, that was my first ex <laughs> first response until I realized the mindset behind it is giving yourself permission to think in terms of 25 year, uh, having a hundred quarters in your life and how much more you can accomplish and how that shifts your thinking and also creates more usefulness. So I think one of the biggest takeaways and the benefit of the lifetime extender is the fact that you're giving yourself permission to do a lot more in your lifetime and not feel like you're running out of time. It mm -hmm. takes an enormous amount of stress and pressure out of your life. And I think that's one of the big giant Dan Sullivan ahas I had. And I'm like, oh my God, what a brilliant way of thinking. And I know in being around other strategic coach members who talk about the lifetime extender, they take bigger risks and they do more things without feeling fear. So I think psychologically, mm -hmm. there's a deep reprogramming that goes on aside from the initial, what kind of nutty idea is this anyway, or how can you possibly <laughs> think about it? But when you think about Moore's law and the fact that all of technology has been improving the quality of life for all of us and continues to do so in unimaginable ways, and we're on the brink of some serious uh, longevity capabilities, which is ultimately where this interview is going today, where we're talking about what does this mean in, in your three eyes? So I'll just group that as being number one. I will tell you that my mindset shifted uh, a few years ago and after having the cancer experience, one of the things that does happen when your body's in a deep state of pain or you feel as though, you know, there's a chance I may pass, I view time through a different lens and I realize that I'm much more about quality than quantity. And the lifetime extender mindset, even though it, and it seems at first that it's about quantity, it really is about improving and increasing the quality because you take away the stress of the fear of death. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it had an, I, I didn't think that way until having a true near-death experience. Mm -hmm. And so, um, uh, and, and it, it seems like they're, they're opposing thought patterns, right? Um, because mm -hmm. deep inside, if someone said, well, what would you rather have? And I'd be like, man, I just want, you've, you said it really well, Dan. It's like, death will take me by surprise. 
I don't want any suffering. I don't want to decline. I just want to drop off the edge and that that's it. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't want to go through and have a decrepit body or go through what my dad is where his body is still alive. His, his brain's been dead for a couple of years. And it, it just sucks to see someone go through that. And now my mom is rapidly um, declining as well mentally. And, you know, she, she has the same conversation with me every five minutes. It, it, it's mm-hmm. an incredibly rotten experience to watch. And I think um, your mindset that you have and how productive you are at this stage in your life is, is mind-blowing. And I was just talking to a, a client yesterday, and his comment was, Dan Sullivan has reversed his aging noticeably. He looks different, you know, and when you look at your productivity, you're the most productive person I know. So clearly mm-hmm. something's working here. It's good programming. So I over-answered your question, but it's not, a, it's <laughs> no, not no, an but, easy question to answer. You, you, hit, you hit on a lot of uh, different points there. Uh, one is that I think that, uh, you know, our behavior is really a function of our mindset, you know, how, how you have your mind set to experience the world. Uh, I, I think your behavior is going to be, a re, you know, is going to be determined by that. And, you know, it's not like everybody was walking around with an age in their mind that they were clear about. What they were walking around with uh, was a mindset. Nobody knows when they're going to die. And yet I've tested on, you know, just counting strategic coach clients, we've tested on 21,000 individuals. And when we asked them the question, at what age are you you're going to die? Everybody wrote down a number. I said, well, where did the number come from? And I said, the, the number was there all the time and that, you know, they watched their parents, they, you know, they, they read books, they, you know, they were checking out, you know, what was the age of anyone. First thing you say, you hear someone died and you say, well, how old was she or well, how old was he? So it's, it's something that we check out. And my sense is that there's a computer in our brain that kind of says, well, you know, you're pretty good. You know, you, you work out more than your father did, and uh, you have benefit of more medical help than they did, and everything else. So my dad died at 83, but my my feeling was uh, it was going to be 85 until I went through this exercise. And it's a bit rambling how I got to this, but it was in 1987. I, um, I was just watching people who had uh, uh, had been born in 1900. They were now 87, and they were thinking that they would make it through 100 years of the century, and they were talking about their experience. And I said, boy, that'd be a neat experience to be born in the very first year of a century and then arrive at the other end of the century. I said, that, 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 and... Um, I was deprived. I, I was shortchanged. I was born in 1944, so you know I couldn't do the 20th century, and you know, I just couldn't get my hundred years in during the 20th century. I said, "I'll tell you what. I'm just going to take the 56 from the 20th century, and I'm going to give myself an <laughs> extra hundred in the 21st century, and that adds up to 156, and um, which is about twice. Like I'm 78 next May." And that's halfway, you know, so I'm at halftime. So anyway, it was a neat thought. I have, you know, you and I both, we, you know, we 
we entertain ourselves. Uh, you know, we were little lonely kids growing up in farm country. So you, you know, aliens, you were, you were aliens in the, the Midwest. You, yeah, you were mainly the producer of your own entertainment, uh, entertainment and everything. Uh, and so I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to see if I can develop a habit of every time I think of my lifetime, I just say 156. Uh, I think about how long I'm going to live. I said 156, 156. Three years in, I noticed that's what my bra brain went to, that you're going to live to 156. And so I'm in my, yeah, I'm about 50 years old then. And uh, I, I'm saying, you know, um, wow. I got all the time in the world. I'm 50, and it's just like I got this massive expanse of time. It's <clears> over <throat> the horizon, time ahead of me. And uh, so um, I went along for a couple more years, so 87, 92. And, and in, uh, when, in 1992, I told Babs about it, you know. And she said, oh, that's really neat. That's a really neat thing. She said, well... You're, I'm seven years younger than you are, so I'm going to live to 149 because we're going to beam up together, okay? And, you know, it's really, I mean, the interesting kind of conversation about something that's a bit nonsensical, you know. And, uh, and then uh, I put it into a thinking tool on a sheet of paper where you write down, you know, the dates and what the date increase and everything like that. And you, there's this whole logic chain that you can put together. And it just had a tremendous impact. And everybody said, wow, this, this allows me to look at life totally differently. And I wanted to see if it was one of those, you know, it was like a tattoo moment. You know what a tattoo is. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lifelong memory of a sudden impulse. You know, that's yeah. what a tattoo is. You yeah. know, Do you know it's, I, a, it's I, a, it's a, it's a permanent record of a temporary enthusiasm, you know. <laughs> I have another. I have another way of looking at it, which I've always said: it's it is all tattoos are actually encoded alien language that says "eat me first. <laughs> so when the aliens come and get us, they're going to be like, "Who should we eat first? They'll be like, "Yep, get the lemmings. Lemmings who think well, that you know." Anyway. First go the ones with visible <laughs> tattoos, and then, yeah. <laughs> then, they, then they do checkpoints. They have checkpoints That's where right. you have to strip, you know. Anyway, uh, so anyway, I did it in 1993, fall of 1993. So we're, uh, you know, we're 28 years out. And we do periodic surveys every couple of years about which coach thinking tools have the greatest impact. And there's two that are always at the top of the list. One is the um, Gap in the Gain, which just came out as a book, a major market book. And uh, the other one is the Lifetime Extender. They say it has more affected my thinking about my life, my career, my relationships, uh, my health, my fitness, um, everything. So, um, but, you know... Um, <clears throat> there were there weren't the resources and capabilities out in the world that um, <clears throat> I thought could really support people, uh, you know, having significant changes medically, significant, you know, in terms of energy and fixing things that are run down or fixing things that are broken. 
until about the last three or four years ago, and it has to do with my connection with Peter Diamandis and the Abundance 360 program. And uh, what we notice is that the longevity topic and life extension science and technology started off as one hour of three days in the first year, and by the sixth year, it was one day of the three days, and now it's starting to go into the second day. And so I was saying, this is actually the technology that has more than surpassed predictions. Yes. And um, I can, I think I've shared this with you before, but I was at a conference this year that it was um, an invite only thing with a whole bunch of very, very wealthy people, a lot of billionaires in the room. And it was an economic um, meeting and, and someone in coach invited me to, to be there. And I was sitting next to an 86 year old man while they're talking about the billions they've made and, and the theories and practices and what's going to go on. And um, out of all the topics that were discussed that they spent the least amount of time on, of course, it was longevity. He goes, that's the only thing I'm interested in talking about while I'm here. I've got my billions. Um, I want the one thing that money technically can't buy or very rarely can buy, which is I want to extend my life. And, and that... Um, you know, I know that's leaning into what you're saying here, but that shows up time and time again in Strategic Coach, and it's why when you announced this new extension, uh, the Lifetime Extender Program, you had so many hand raisers. As far as I know, I was the first one in because I was on the first yep. call, and I'm like, I'm in, you know. And uh, but let's talk a little bit. I know you've come up with a new thinking um, tool, which is the three eyes in longevity. And yeah. you've got a, a Steve Jobs story to, to frame it. So I'm curious uh, what that's all about. Well, Steve Jobs died of pancreatic uh, cancer. <clears throat> and, uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> some cancers are slow cancers. Pancreatic cancer is the fastest cancer. Okay. And you'll go from stage one to stage four within a year. You know, it's uh, really a fast, uh, fast and um, he was sick, and he didn't tell anybody about it. And then he started going to people who said, well, if you drink this juice for every day, you know, it'll reverse it and everything else. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I got a pretty wide bandwidth for medical practices. Like, I do a lot of stuff that I don't tell my general practitioner about. You know, I don't, I don't tell my a lot of my regular doctors about all the stuff we do because they go strange when you talk to talk to them about it. And uh, <clears throat> uh, but uh, Steve Jobs should have known some really good doctors because uh, there are existing medical means. And uh, you know, he, this is you know in the two thousands in the year two thousand there were protocols that would have. Um, uh, you know, actually, it wouldn't have reversed it, but it would have suspended. He would have gotten another five or ten years of his life, and um, but he didn't. And then you know, he just ate away. I mean, the pictures of him with uh, Tim Cook. I mean, they're, they're like the last week he's alive, and he's. I mean, he wasn't a big. You know, he wasn't a big guy, but he was half his size uh, when he died, and uh, that tells me that one of the, you know. 
most innovative technological minds from the standpoint of actual technology that you can use. Um, um, really, really smart. In those days, he could write any check because he had, uh, you know, he had been away from Apple and came back to Apple. And meanwhile, he had Pixar stock and, you know, I mean, he had helped uh, create Pixar and fund Pixar. And, uh, and he came back. So any check that he needed to write uh, for any medical procedure in the world uh, wouldn't have been an issue. But I began looking at that, and it happened with a lot of people. How, how did they die of this? You know, people who, who die of things. And I said, he, he wasn't getting tested. I say, he says, you know, I said, any test, blood test in a three-month period would have picked up um, you know, if he did it every three months, uh, four times a year, uh, it would have picked it up in the first, uh, you know, uh, you know, in the first week or two when it was starting to become evident that he had this, and uh, he died. So he was isolated by himself, but he was also ignorant. He he was ignorant, and the other thing is he was insecure because, um, you know, the the. And the net result of being both isolated and ignorant is severe insecurity about things, you know. And uh, so uh, not to, you know, I mean, he did what he did, and I'm not going to, not going to you know, jump up and down on his grave. But the, the, the thing that I, that I feel very, very strongly about this is that uh, what was true about Steve Jobs is true of everyone in some way or factor. and. Um, and, and so uh, Babs and I, we figure in the last 35 years, we've spent $1 million just investigating new medical possibilities, new uh, physical possibilities. And, you know, you know, we've taken supplements and we've gone through all sorts of procedures. And uh, we're very knowledgeable and we share, share our knowledge with people. Uh, but I said, what we need is an actual community that starts starts developing ways of thinking now that in the last three or four years of the application of <clears throat> artificial intelligence to uh, medical research and development, uh, we've, we've gone 10,000 times. The, the, you know, in other words, the world has, this isn't Moore's law, this is faster than Moore's law, uh, you know, of the microchip doubling at speed every 18 months. And I said, this is a quantum leap. Uh, and I said, this is all available. So my premise is that if you get properly tested and you find out anything you need to work on, that's being worked on somewhere, somewhere in the world right now, that anything that can possibly undermine your health, your fitness, your, your energy, uh, your sense of confidence about yourself physically, the very thing that might be at the cause that of you declining or dying is being worked on right now, and there's a breakthrough that's a year away or two years away, and you can find out about this, but only if you share it within a community. Okay, so we're going to have 200 entrepreneurs <coughs> in a community. We're going to meet uh, by Zoom uh, for four hours officially, uh, um, you know, every two months. And it's just ongoing, ongoing. 
And what we've found, uh, Mike, is that within Coach itself, at all three levels, signature, 10 times ambition, we've got about 50 um, cutting-edge healthcare entrepreneurs. But I never knew it until the word started going out that I was going to create this program. So we're going to have a lot of expertise and ideas. Uh, and so you're, uh, you're on the first meeting. We have the That's first right. meeting uh, on Monday night. And I said, you know, uh, if this program works for you, what, uh, what, what does it have to do? You know, in other words, and I'm just going to have you and we have five others signed up. And I'll say, before we talk about the program, let's back up and just say, Mike, um, if this was something that really worked for you, I mean, like you specifically, uh, what what would have to be in it for it to be good for you? And we'll just start seeing where the center of this is for everybody. So that's that's my thing. But I think very, very quickly, we'll start talking about the fact that we don't feel isolated anymore. We're getting smarter. Not, not smarter that we know how the science works, but smarter <clears throat> in knowing how to think about the science. Okay. And how to, if you live in a world where almost any technological um, uh, uh, transformation is possible for your health and fitness, how do you think about that? How do you think about that? And uh, it was so funny because I could say I was telling somebody I was at Canyon Ranch in Tucson and I was getting a massage and I was telling I, I've got this one massage therapist and she's really boring. And so I, you know, um, when she talks, it, 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 it kind of interferes with my massage. So I said, you know, there's some amazing <coughs> stuff, uh, amazing stuff, uh, um, you know, medically. And she's like, what? And I would tell her, and she said, wow, 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 I didn't know about that. And she said, I didn't know about that. And then all of a sudden, she went from boring to interesting. Um, and I was providing the entertainment. And she said, yeah, but when's it going to be available for everybody? And I, I said, and I said, well, right now, you know, it's for the people who pay for it. And she said, well, that's no solution. And I said, well, it is for the people who can pay for it. <laughs> and she said, yeah, that's the kind of world it is. It's just the rich people get all this stuff. And I said, uh, that, that's correct. And I said, it's the, the only reason it exists is because rich people are writing a check for it. And, uh, and so, so anyway, but, the, but you can see that she had a mindset about this, that she isn't going to be one of the first users, you know, and, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, like gene testing, you can get your complete, uh, you know, your complete gene map now. And when we first started talking about it 10 years ago, it was $5,000 per test, and now it's down to $300, okay? And the reason is because a lot of wealthy people got their genes <clears throat> map, and the more he use it, the price drops. And the, the so I've got a few comments some thoughts here uh one of them just going backwards from that do you that, feel better that, do you feel, first of all can i ask you do you feel better me just talking about this that you know the sense of isolation and ignorance and insecurity that that is yes early in your life driven you to chemically enhanced entertainment and <laughs> anything like that. yeah well um I, I'll, I'll first say, uh, God, I've got a lot of thoughts here. So the first one going backwards is 
instead of her mindset being, huh, how can I provide and create more value in the world so I can be one of the first instead of blaming your circumstance? The first stage, I mean, that's, uh, that is a sense of self-created isolation, massive ignorance, and insecurity, right? Yeah. Um, none of which someone giving you free money so you can get free stuff will ever fix, okay? It's sort of like yeah. you, you don't appreciate, you don't implement what you don't pay for. There has to be skin in the game. There has to be sacrifice. That is basic, fundamental. Um, I consider it common sense, but it's basic human psychology. You don't. Well, it's, on, it's entrepreneurial. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 um, I don't know, again, you and I both are, neither of us are communists, um, or socialists. So the notion of getting free stuff and doing nothing, um, or providing the lowest, uh, possible value, um, without thinking about creating value doesn't make uh, universal sense. You know, the universe hates that. It doesn't reward no value creation, right? It just doesn't. So um, that was the angry part of the show. But I think on a, on a positive note, I wanted to talk briefly about um, what I see in this community that you're creating that has a lot of potential. And I've seen it many times. And one of the, one of the um, people in Coach, Richard Rossi, for example, started a very yeah. high-level version of this. Yeah. Took him a couple of years to fill it up. Um, but what he attracted are three different types of people. And I believe that the same three types are going to be inside Coach. And mm -hmm. ultimately, the greatest value that's going to be created is the fact that you've got a health professionals, and you said there are about 50 already, so people who Yeah, are I would say, you know, yeah. I mean, that I can look at the files and I can say, you know, very clearly, you know, they're doing advanced work because we have all the notes that got them into coach, you know. So, you know, you could say, oh, yeah, that's really great. You know, that's really great. I can see, you know, and a lot of them I didn't know because I didn't coach them, but I only coach about a fifth of the entire client base. So. Right. Yeah, so. Okay, so let's just say, and this is the same with Richard. So there is usually a third that are uh, deep, deeply embedded in the community. And what they want are access to more health professionals to expand their knowledge and their connections. Okay, so, and I, I, I will say, I, I would virtually guarantee the same thing's going to happen here. The next yep. are <clears throat> what are called the wealthy implementers. Those are people who, um, are looking for anything to extend the life or their quality of life, whether it's six days, six months, six years. And they know that the most precious, um, irreplaceable asset is time. And, and, and I think the more you age and you realize it's not just time, it's quality time. Mm -hmm. uh, right. And, and that, and, and the value of that increases with your net worth, um, which again, generally contributes also to your net value that you provide. You know, it's just like your mind expands in glorious ways. And then the third are, are generally what we'd call the enthusiast audience. Those are the, the mm. data collectors or what in, in the world, they, they, you know, it's the uh, life hacker, health hacker types. They're looking for shortcuts and access. Yep. So, so then 
here's the best part. And, and I've seen this happen with um, a number of communities. The opportunity to contribute is exceptional here. And um, for, for me, for example, like you have a whole bunch of people you do business with and be able to recommend resources and tools, vet them from past experience. And that has a huge factorial value amplification when you get 50 people who can pay for the most advanced things who are testing it out and you have the opinions and vetted data, right? You couldn't afford to do that on your own. And then you've got 50 health professionals who are able to say, you know what? If you and I collaborate, we can create a 10X opportunity. So I think the, the businesses that are going to come out of this are going to contribute to your $15 trillion free zone. Mm-hmm. And then to the hacker community, uh, those are also going to be your most vocal enthusiasts who are going to be talking about this, which is going to create more demand. And that's going to, again, increase the value. And the first thing that I will say to, to you is, Dan, you've severely under, underpriced this fantastic product. I think you're going to have <laughs> to uh, create the 10X version of it because mm-hmm. you know people will gl- gladly invest considerably more especially when it includes access to a community and um, resources. And now you're going to have buying power. So if you've got 150 or 200 people and you say, hey, uh, how many hand raisers do we have here? If you had early access to something that money can't buy and you can't get in line for, and you go to the developer and say, I got 75 people who will stroke checks today for early Mm -hmm. access and we'll give you our data. Now that's where this thing creates huge momentum mm-hmm. and you know how do you create a movement right you get people who are happily contributing and feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves yeah. so that I think is what I immediately saw and why I was most enthusiastic after having you know survived yeah. because of access to stuff like this Yeah 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 well you know I uh, have been more energetic uh, since my own cancer experience. So it was five years on November 1st. Yeah. And I had um, prostate cancer, kind of an ordinary cancer for men. I mean, it's not a... And, you know, uh, in spite of uh, getting some bad testing, which I won't go in here on Mm -hmm. error, that could have picked picked up on it probably six or seven months previously because the tests were taken, but the... um, the testing was not uh, good enough. It wasn't a good enough test to do it. Uh, uh, I uh, I came back and I just felt um, tremendous um, lighter. I, I was just a lot lighter, you know. And uh, you know, I went through a five-hour operation on November first and did uh, a week of complete workshops uh, a month on December first and going forward. And uh, one thing that it told me was that, you know, when uh, death kind of narrows your perspective, the possibility of death sort of narrows your perspective, um, what you consider most important really shows up um, at that time. And uh, there was two things that showed up for me, and that was Babs. And uh, doing workshops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chop, wa- I chop said, wood, I can't, carry water. I said, I don't, I don't care. I don't care 
about anything except that I don't miss a workshop, you know, and I didn't, I, you know, I didn't miss a workshop. And, you know, and my team was making, you know, plans that Dan won't be up to. I was, I was totally, I was totally cool, you know, and, um, you know, and I like a challenge, you know, and uh, this, this was a big challenge, yeah. But I'm just, uh, uh, I'm just exploring the possibility, and you're going to be a big part of it, Mike, is the uh, what happens when you have people who are just probably the best clients and customers that you could think about in terms of trying out new medical and health breakthroughs because um, they're all ready primed with a lifetime extender mindset. And the other thing is that um, they can write the check. It doesn't matter what the check is. And this is all elective stuff. I said, uh, uh, if the thing that you're investigating is covered by insurance, you know it's not very good. That's that is um, again. I I look at this and think through that lens of what can this do? A community of two hundred can change and move the needle on a lot of things, especially those with influence and money and uh, a shared common mindset and vision. So um, I, I just think it's, it's, it's a brilliant opportunity. And, and even as I was sitting here, I just got a, a text message from someone I'm going to recruit. I'm going to uh, shamelessly plug a friend of mine named Michael Bruce. I don't know if you know him, but he came out with a new book on sleep, all about sleep hacking. And mm -hmm. um, he... Like he is a data collector, and I think the data we could collect as a as a community would be phenomenal, especially on on fundamental stuff like supplementation, um, uh, data collection. You know, if you're wearing the Aura Ring, I do that, or the Apple Watch, or whatever it is, and be able to aggregate our stuff and start seeing if we get fifty or hundred people doing the same activities. Yeah. Um, that's very very exciting. And uh, again, when you get two hundred really smart people together in a room, the collaborative opportunities are, are phenomenal. Um, really yeah. Uh, uh, multi, yeah. there's huge well, multipliers. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. I mean, I'm not, um, I've learned from the past that, um, uh, you know, uh, not to um, put too many prior expectations on what it's going to do or what it's not going to do. Sure, be right. Op be open to you know, what the participants uh, have in mind. And, um, you know, so uh, I, I'm not thinking beyond the first workshop in May. I said, right. my, my goal right now is to construct a first four-hour workshop using your, your joining the group and we'll try it out. We'll actually try it out as a group. And I've, yeah. never, had, I've never had the luxury of actually trying out a workshop before we did the workshop, so... It's this it's is, it's a uh, brilliant model. I, I I think it's it's really really smart. Um, I'm excited about it, and just the other people I know who have joined um, and have said yes, they uh, they can't see can't wait to see what you do because I think what uh, you know your big value besides being deeply invested in the outcome, right, is is yeah. the fact that you're going to your simplifier mindset is going to create new tools new deep thinking and as usual it's it's always in the conversations that the next level of magic shows up and mm -hmm. and we've got paying members 
um, they're going to show up because they're invested, right? Yeah. And and so it, it's this is a wonderful recipe for success. My prediction for you is um, there will probably be some great books are going to come out of it. Yeah. Um, some great insights and some new connections and opportunities where you've got the ability to bring in some um, professionals who uh, will want to contribute, want to be part of this thing. And again, there's just, I see so many value yeah. opportunities. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm cool with, I mean, one of the things I, I do a lot of different collaborations with people. And they say, well, you know, how, how do you feel about all these collaborations? You know, who's, who's getting the better deal out of it? And I said, well, you know, if that's the way your mind works, you can't do collaborations. I said, uh, I'm enjoying the activity. I, I enjoy access to somebody else's capability that I don't have. And together, their capability and my capability seem to produce new capabilities that neither of us could create it. And they said, yeah, but where, how do you get the money? I said, I know how to make money. I said, I handled that. I've handled that a long time ago. I know how to make money. I, do, I don't need money. I said, uh, you, know, uh, you know, I show up for work and do my work and we get paid and that's good. But I said, what I want, what I want is the ability to create new capabilities and amplify the ones that I have. So I said, this is neat. You know, this is sort of neat. So right. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I mean, I, I in a certain sense, I feel like I'm starting my entrepreneurial career all over again. You know, yeah. I got this sense, wow, yeah. this is brand new. I said, nobody's ever done this, you know. And, and what I want to say, Mike, just to finish off here, is that the conversations that we are going to have that are entirely based on practical possibilities out in the world has never been possible in the history of humanity before. <clears throat> this is the first time you can have this type of conversation where every participant in the conversation will practically next this year, next year, start getting access to practical breakthroughs for um, shortening, uh, reversing their lifetime, you know, their age and extending their health and everything else. And that this conversation has never been possible before. And that really excites me. It's a conversation. You know, you can talk about Plato, Aristotle, Thomas Aquinas, uh, all the great thinkers in the world and everything. Einstein couldn't have this type of discussion. So I think that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when I, Hear that this is also when you are an enthusiastic buyer of your own product, because for you, you've designed the product that you'd love to buy, and um, that attracts another kind of person. So yeah. I, I see there, there's, an, there's a lot of expansive thinking here. So um, I'm in, I'm in as long as it lasts, and I hope I can contribute in tons of ways, aside from bringing more people into the program also. Yeah, I think it's a draw. It's a kind of a, an unusual draw, you know. And I think we, we have, you know, we have uh, 9,000 entrepreneurs who've been in the program who uh, ask us to keep in touch with them. And uh, my sense is that when, you know, the word goes out about this, uh, I think they'll say, well, I'd like to come back for that program. And I said, no, you have to come back for the program and then you get entry to this. So 
anyway, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see no, that that, that itself is a brilliant business model as well. Is when that when the add-on, the perceived value of the add-on, is higher at the you know than the other program, <laughs> even though they need that to think better. So <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's a you're a fabulous drug dealer, Dan Sullivan. That's for sure. Yeah. I uh, I think uh, <laughs> uh, and and dosing out the happy happy positive drugs is a good thing. So. Well, what do you say we um, bring this one yeah. home? Well, I'm, and- I'm really happy. Yeah, I'm happy with what I discovered just in the last, uh, you know, 45 minutes. Because you have such a phenomenal marketing brain, and uh, you know, and uh, you know, I, I, it's it's just I'm just really happy to have you as part of the conversation, the creative development of this. It's a uh, it's just a real pleasure. Oh, thanks, thanks. Well, I'm. I- the answer is always yes, Dan. So whatever the yeah. n- next thing is, the answer is yes. And uh, for folks who want to learn more about Coach other than just going to strategiccoach.com, how would they inquire about being able to uh, apply for the Lifetime Extender program in addition to getting inside tr- uh, Strategic Coach? Is it just sign up and make an inquiry and then talk to someone? Yeah, or? You, have to be in the, you have to be in the program, you mm-hmm. know, so if you've not been, you'll start at the signature level. But the moment you've done your first workshop, you qualify for the other program. The only thing is that during the first year, there's only going to be one program because it's a time constraint on my part. And this will be the busiest year of my entire uh, strategic coach lifetime because at the end of this year, then I don't do 10 times anymore and it's just free zone. So I'll, 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 I'll get, you know, about 40% of my schedule back and I'll start other groups because, um, you know, uh, you can have a person who's been in coach for a month and you can have someone who's been in a coach for 35 years. Um, they can be in the same group, you know. So th- that's another nice mixture. I think that will, you know, that'll be another interesting, interesting aspect of it. But I'm utterly relaxed about it because, um, you know, it's going to be created by talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's going to be very, very clear. Um, you know, you give everyone a beautiful lump of clay or invite everyone into your sandbox. You give them plenty of tools to start with. Uh, magical things show up when everyone uh, yeah. gets gets involved and creates masterpieces. So I'm super excited. So for anyone, for you watching, listening. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, just generally strategic coach, uh, strategic coach, uh, dot com. We have a, you know, a very full, um, you know, uh, website, you know, with uh, people talking about their lives, the different parts of their lives, personal lives. But it's about freedom, and that's freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of relationship, and freedom of purpose. And, um, you know, and uh, it's, it's about your entire life as a person, but unique because you've chosen to be an entrepreneur. It's perfect. Well, I'm excited. And um, uh, I think for everyone listening, watching, if you're not in the program, join it right away. It's a great value. You're going to have a great time. And you're going to meet some extraordinary people, especially in both programs. I think um, my my take on Strategic Coach, my highest value relationships come from there. And it's you learn a language of value. It's not just about being an entrepreneur. It's about finding people who are so like-minded and being able to communicate 
very complex ideas, very complex thoughts in the fewest number of words when you learn the language of Dan and the tools he provides. And so, um, as usual, it goes with my highest endorsement. It's my favorite, favorite thing to do. Aside from this, of course. Um, mm-hmm. So, Dan, um, another great episode. Um, can't wait to do the next one. Thank you, Mike. Yep, you got it. Thank you.